Support for KUAF comes from the Clinton School of Public Service at the University of Arkansas. The Clinton School's Master of Public Service degree balances rigorous policy and data analysis with effective communication and relationship building. Students complete unique field projects from local work in Arkansas communities and across the world. More information at clintonschool.uasys.edu or by calling the Office of Admissions, 501-683-5228. Theater Squared presents Violet, the powerhouse Broadway musical from the Tony Award-winning composer of Fun Home. When Violet hops onto a Greyhound bus traveling across Arkansas towards a miracle in Tulsa, it turns into the journey of a lifetime. On stage through July 2nd, 777-7477 or theater2.org for tickets. A pleasant, if hot, Thursday to you. This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, June 29th, 2023. I'm Kyle Callums. And I'm Timothy Dennis. Later this hour, music. We have a rundown of some of your chances to see and hear live music in the next few days. We'll also get ready for the grand opening of The Music Depot, a new permanent venue for music moves in downtown Rogers. And another preview, we'll learn a bit more about tomorrow night's concert at Crystal Bridges titled I Paint What I See. First, the 45,000 square foot market center of the Ozarks, under construction in downtown Springdale, will open next summer. As Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich reports, the facility will offer a wealth of resources to farmers, food entrepreneurs, and the community. Dump trucks rumble along East Emma Avenue in downtown Springdale this hot summer morning, providing fill to construction crews laying the foundations for the new market center of the Ozarks. Ground was broken on the market center last October. When complete, it will be a place for farmers to congregate, process, and certify crops for wholesale. The center will be equipped with loading docks to offload seasonal vegetables and fruit for dry, cold, and frozen storage. The center will also have certified commercial kitchen facilities, provide technical assistance, culinary education, and be a space for community gatherings. Emily English is Senior Program Officer at Walton Family Foundation, which is funding the Market Center. As a seasoned small farmer with a Ph.D. in public health, she's served as Food Systems Project Advisor for the past four years. The goal of Market Center of the Ozarks is to provide three primary activities. One, it will be the home of Spring Creek Food Hub, um, and they will be able to aggregate products from lots of local farmers and then distribute it out to outlets, to, to distributors, directly to institutions, some direct to consumer work. So they are um, also, they will provide education and technical assistance to farmers as they learn to scale up their, um, their growing practices. The center's second activity is food processing. So thinking about taking whole, raw, fresh, locally grown products and turning it into um, fresh, cut, frozen, chopped, peeled, ready-to-use products that can be moved into uh, meal programs and institutions like schools, hospitals, universities. The third activity is shared commercial kitchen space that will support local food entrepreneurs like food truck operators and caterers and give them space to maybe create at a larger scale um, a place outside of their home and uh, really provide access to some resources they may not have, have access to otherwise. 
The market center of the Ozarks Food Processing Facility, English says, will be adjunct to the Arkansas Food Innovation Center based at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Launched in 2013, productivity at that center has increased dramatically, this year alone assisting several dozen small food companies with 700 production runs yielding jams and jelly syrups and sauces with a retail value of over $2.1 million. Such facilities aid growers to process value-added foods from seasonal crops that otherwise might go to waste. The processing space and the shared commercial kitchen space will be operated by the Arkansas Food Innovation Center in the Division of Agriculture. So this will be a complementary space to their university-located space. Walton Family Foundation in Bentonville is investing $31 million in the market center of the Ozarks, a project of Northwest Arkansas Food Systems, which aims to cultivate broad access to locally grown food. The concept was incubated at the Northwest Arkansas Council Foundation. Really, the designer for the strategy of this project the credit goes to a woman named Karen Indy, who started working with the Family Foundation about seven years ago to better understand the landscape of our local food system. The market center of the Ozarks philosophically honors and seeks to help revive the Arkansas Ozarks diverse agricultural heritage, historically a major grape, berry, and vegetable growing region, fields now occupied by industrial poultry, swine, and cattle farms. But in the late 20th century, diverse small farmed table markets began to bloom in the region. Northwest Arkansas does have a wonderful, thriving market culture. Um, but we are also facing an aging farm workforce. We're also facing rising costs of land. And in order to reach, in order for this food to really move into the places where most people shop, most people um, get their food, we know that that we need to think about wholesale markets. So how are we growing at a bigger scale and moving this food into schools and hospitals, senior centers? How are we taking some of these products and turning them into value-added items that may make it easier for, um, you know, for both individuals and institutions to incorporate local products into their meals? And kitchen tables. English says citing the market center of the Ozarks in Springdale is strategic. Springdale has an agricultural past, and that's where the name market center of the Ozarks comes from. The first known use of the phrase was on a 1950s Springdale Chamber of Commerce billboard that welcomed visitors to the area and hailed it as the main street of northwest Arkansas and the market center of the Ozarks. Spring Creek Food Hub will be housed at the market center of the Ozarks once constructed. They will be a hub of both resources for farmers, so education, technical assistance, training about food safety, how to grow at wholesale scale, um, how to think about production planning throughout a season, and really thinking about a farm having multiple ways to serve community. And then they will be able to buy produce in, you know, whatever capacity is being grown by farmers, aggregate it to meet larger institutional demand. And that's really what's special about a food hub is that they can assess demand at a large scale and then work across a diversity of farmers to meet that demand. 
For now, Spring Creek Food Hub is open in temporary quarters on West Shady Grove Road in Springdale. This morning, warehouse manager Brian Busker packs boxes of produce inside the hub's cold storage for delivery to CSA or community-supported agriculture subscribers. So we're packing um, cucumbers from Arkansabi Farms um, this afternoon. We also have about nine other items from local farmers, from kale to radishes, uh, parsley and broccolini from Vilines Farms all the way out in Ponca. So quite a bit of uh, beautiful vegetables and, and a great array of farmers um, right now. So yeah, it's awesome. Bob Offerly, coordinated startup of Spring Creek Food Hub. He currently serves as interim director. He's also owner of Ozark All Seasons, a veteran-owned hydroponic lettuce farm in Winslow, in operation since 2016. Spring Creek Food Hub was uh, established here in the uh, in the fall of last year. Uh, our mission is here to support local farmers access market opportunities in the direct to consumer and wholesale channels. Spring Creek Food Hub became fully operational in June and is working with a growing number of farms. We're working with anything from a really small uh, producer that may have only like a little quarter acre uh, garden farm. We also work with some larger wholesale farmers uh, that some of the larger producers here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we you know work with Dennis McGar of McGar Farms. Uh, he's uh, we do quite a fit, quite a bit with him already this year and moved in quite a bit of his strawberries and we'll be moving some of his blackberries here soon. Uh, we're working with quite a few of the blueberry farmers here. It uh, seems to be quite a bumper crop for blueberries this year in northwest Arkansas. Spring Creek Food Hub's been delivering 120 grocery bags a week filled with a seasonal variety of fresh produce to the nonprofit community clinic. Part of this partnership is that they are buying these bags directly from us at the cost that we are paying for the produce to the farmers and uh, distributing those bags directly to their patients. Headquartered in Springdale, Community Clinic operates eight health and dental centers in northwest Arkansas and nine public school clinics for medically underserved residents. Special Programs Coordinator Jasmine Rivas coordinates the Spring Creek Food Hub grant program. Right. So we have patients that are enrolled, uh, depending on months that they, they want to choose to be enrolled in. Uh, we'll send them text messages as soon as they arrive to let them know that they can come pick up their bag of produce. And then they have all day Thursday and all day Friday uh, during our regular clinic hours to pick up their bags. Produce is held in the clinic's cold storage facility for patients. The Arkansas Community Foundation pays for produce for certain impoverished families. Um, I think that they really like it. You know, they're receiving fresh local produce and they want to improve their health overall. Last week we had fresh blueberries, so yes, they, they were very delicious. <laughs> Spring Creek Food Hub also delivers CSA boxes to Arkansas Children's Hospital, University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, and the Helen Walton Children's Enrichment Center in Bentonville, along with its retail CSA program. Bob Offerly encourages farmers to contact the hub. Yeah, uh, we kind of have some set pricing on what we can kind of buy produce at to be able to provide it into uh, either the CSA bag or the uh, full price CSA. Um, and so uh, if, there's, if you're interested in selling to us, you know, reach out to us at info at springcreekfoodhub.org. Big picture, the Market Center of the Ozarks aims to accelerate affordable access to fresh vegetables and fruits beyond existing farmers' markets, in turn growing and sustaining regional small-scale agriculture, says Emily English. 
so that's really the impetus is like, okay, we have a thriving market culture, but we know there are a lot of people who don't shop at markets. We know there are a lot of institutions who, who don't buy their food from farmers markets. And so how do we scale up the system to really bring more fresh food, more local food to local tables. English says the Walton Family Foundation offers an array of programs to regional farmers. You know, farmers interested in in true education and training solely. You know, we work with the Center for Arkansas Farms and Food. Um, if they're interested in access to land and knowing that we've got rising costs of land. The Northwest Arkansas Land Trust is um, is really trying to build out uh, an array of resources for new and existing farmers to think about bringing land into production and keeping land in production, um, offering land for very low cost lease to farmers who want to grow at scale and maybe are, are struggling to find land to do that. The Market Center of the Ozarks, once up and running, aims to sustain Ozark farmers, stimulate regional economic activity, encourage innovation, product development, and generate lots of new jobs. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. KUAF's new listening lab has welcomed visitors discussing motherhood, fatherhood, pride, and more during the past several weeks. You've heard some of those discussions here and on the Community Spotlight on KUAF. But tomorrow, the mobile listening lab will be headed south to Little Rock. Emerson Alexander, coordinator of the Listening Lab, and our general manager, Lee Wood, will be in Little Rock for the Starshine Narrative Summit at the Robinson Center. Sponsored by the Winthrop Rockefeller Foundation, the Starshine Narrative Summit is designed to celebrate the power of narrative that centers on equity and justice for everyone. Just like the Listening Lab here at the Carver Center for Public Radio, the Mobile Lab welcomes people who want to have conversations with friends, family members, or even strangers to talk about topics, dreams, or experiences that move them. You can learn more about the Listening Lab at K uaf.com and more about the summit at starshinesummit.com. The Declaration of Independence is one of our most celebrated founding documents, and yet it left many people out. On Civics 101, NHPR's refresher course on how democracy works, we are exploring three communities for which the tenets of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness enshrined in the Declaration of Independence did not apply and how those communities responded. You can hear the declaration does not apply in this space Tuesday, July 4th. That's at noon and 7 p.m. on Independence Day. Ozarks at Large will be taking a break on both the 4th and 5th next week, but we will be here with new shows on Monday, Thursday, and Friday next week. Later on today's show, how Diego Rivera's America at Crystal Bridges is inspiring a concert there tomorrow night. As I went deep into the um, exhibition itself, uh, digitally anyway, uh, I, you know, it became clear to me what composers we should feature. And then we drew a narrative line, so to speak. More about I Paint What I See featuring Sona in our second half hour. Hi, I'm Anna Pope, KUAF's Growth Impact Reporter. The stories I write cover topics like education, housing, infrastructure needs, and the environmental impacts of our region's growth. Without listener support, the local, national, and international news broadcasting to you right now would not exist. Join the thousands of your neighbors making what we do possible. Go online to support KUAF.com. And thanks in advance. And thanks right now to everyone who has contributed. We've got a day and a half or so left, and you can support us before we end this fiscal year at supportkuaf.com. 
The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory from noon to 9 p.m. today for the KUAF listening area. Heat index values are expected to be between 105 and 110 degrees in parts of northwest Arkansas, and the heat index is expected to be between 110 and 115 degrees in parts of the Arkansas River Valley. According to the Weather Service, hot temperatures and high humidity will increase the possibility of heat-related illnesses. Though if you do have to go outside today, they strongly suggest rescheduling strenuous activities for the early morning or evening hours, wearing loose-fitting clothing when possible, and drinking plenty of water. The Weather Service also urges those who must be outside to take frequent breaks in shaded or air-conditioned spaces, and anyone overcome by heat should be moved to a cool and shaded area. The Walton Family Foundation's design excellent projects focus on the missing middle housing in downtown Bentonville and expanding Bentonville City Hall. Ozarks at Large's Anna Pope reports the housing project is meant to test a replicable model for infill lots. Community Development in WA received a design grant for a missing middle housing project in downtown Bentonville. The organization hired a Tennessee architecture firm to design high-quality, affordable housing for the local workforce. Meredith Bergstrom, senior program officer at the Walton Family Foundation, says the housing project is meant to reach the region. Our hope is that through the process of community engagement, really deeply trying to understand the ways in which this community, Bentonville and also Northwest Arkansas, is changing, the growth pressures that we face, how that affects people's daily lives, and then reflecting that in the design that will arrive at solutions that go beyond this specific project, that have lessons to learn in the broader community. Other efforts this year, such as Washington County allocating $1.7 million to the Accelerate Foundation, have been made to address the region's lack of affordable housing. For Ozarks at Large and the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio One, I'm Anna Pope. The U.S. Census Bureau population estimates show the nation's median age is growing older, creeping closer to 40. Arkansas's median age of both males and females reached 38.6 years in July 2022, growing 0.1 percent from the previous year, according to the data. In northwest Arkansas, Washington County's median age of 32.7 years is the lowest compared to the rest of the region. At the same time, the county is also showing the state and national trend of growing slowly older. Last week, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders led a trade mission to Europe in an effort to push for international investment in Arkansas's aerospace and defense industries. Clint O'Neill, executive director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, joined the governor. One of the first stops was at the Paris Air Show, where he says the delegation met with companies already doing business in the state and courted potential partners. Being with a delegation led by the governor certainly opens up doors, uh, allows us to be in the same room with CEOs and, and others that you know we wouldn't otherwise be in the room with. So we spent a full day at the Paris Air Show. The Arkansas Economic Development Commission had a, had a booth at the show, and we had a team there all week. Uh, but with the governor, we spent one full day at the Paris Air Show. We hosted a breakfast on Tuesday morning in Paris, and this was not necessarily uh, exclusive to aerospace companies. This was a breakfast to meet with companies that already do business in Arkansas. Uh, so these are companies like L'Oreal, St. Jean Industries, Pernod Ricard, Dassault Falcon, they, they were there. So others that just, uh, you know, are, are headquartered in France and have 
a facility in Arkansas. So uh, kind of gives gives the opportunity for that same message. And and then we went on to to Germany from there and and had had a uh, had a series of meetings mostly in Cologne. Aerospace and defense make up roughly 20% of Arkansas's exports, according to the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Some of the United States' largest defense contractors, Lockheed Martin, Aerojet Rocketdyne, and General Dynamics, manufacture weapons systems from the Highland Industrial Park in Camden. You know, 143 companies in the industry in Arkansas employing close to 9,000 Arkansans in the industry. It's the leading export industry in Arkansas. So 15.5% of the state's total exports valued at about $900 million, uh, exported in 2022. So uh, compared to, to all other industries, uh, you know, the leading um, export. In 2021, the U.S. Air Force selected Fort Smith as the site for a foreign military pilot training program. O'Neill says relatively cheap operating costs and a growing workforce are part of the state's attractiveness to many companies. Number one is the workforce. It's it's trained Arkansans that, that know how to work in the industry. And then I, I'd say a lot of it is is the, the policy, the leadership, just the tone that we set to be a pro-business state, one where we're working to reduce taxes, reduce business regulations, and and you know, not have an adversarial relationship or a regulatory approach to companies. And this note, tonight's Gully Park concert in Fayetteville postponed because of the extreme heat. The show, featuring Funk Factory, will now take place Thursday night, July 20th. It is the final Thursday of June 2023. Thursday is traditionally when Timothy Dennis and I look ahead to live music. This is no different. It's no different, even though the year's half over now. Sure is. Or as of tomorrow's end, it will be half yeah. over. All right. Anyway, let's do the thing we're here to talk about. Live music. Tonight is one of those nights of the year that some people in this area look forward to. Willie Nelson's at the end. And don't let them pick guitars and drive them old trucks. Make them be doctors and lawyers and sons. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Ninety-year-old Willie Nelson, yeah, who just announced he's going to release in September his first ever bluegrass album. Oh, really? Yeah, he's taking his compositions and turning them into bluegrass songs. Okay, including "On the Road Again." I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. Also joining him on the bill for the Outlaw Music Festival is Mario Price, Flatland Cavalry, and Particle Kid. Tickets start at about $40. Starts at 6 o'clock this evening, but I'm sure Willie Nelson won't take the stage till around 9 or so. And let's just say, because we have some very high temperatures and heat indices, Uh so if you're doing music outside either as a performer or a patron, be careful. Stay hydrated, don't lock your knees. That's the advice I can give you. Yeah, and there was a story on NPR last year about... Heat waves kill as many people as other dangerous weather, but we don't take that as seriously. Take it seriously. Yeah, please do. Yes. Moving on. Tomorrow night, George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville welcoming back Funk Factory. Mm Mm-hmm. Covers $15. That starts at 9 o'clock tomorrow night again. That's at George's in Fayetteville. Kingfish in downtown Fayetteville tomorrow night is going to welcome back the odds. I don't know what to say when I can't get enough. 
We do. That show gets underway at around 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at Kingfish and Fayetteville. Also happening tomorrow night up in Bentonville at Crystal Bridges, it's the next iteration of Sona Beyond. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to hear a little bit more about this later on today's show. Excellent. So I will save all of those details for you to cover later. Just say it's I paint what I see. That, exactly. Tickets are around $30. Starts at about 7 o'clock tomorrow night again at Crystal Bridges in Bentonville. Also happening in Benton County tomorrow night, it is a live taping of Ozark Highlands Radio at Butterfield Stage. Fantastic. They're actually doing it two nights this weekend. Tomorrow night, they're featuring Arkansas, Ashton Barbary, and Chucky Wags. The Ozark Folk Jamboree, I think is what they're calling this. And then also Saturday night, they are going to feature Rachel Ammons and Eureka Strings. And here's a great thing. You don't have to pay anything if you don't want to. You can upgrade up to $30 tickets, but you don't have to. Right. And you can see how the sausage is made, so to speak. Of course, Ozark Highlands Radio, you can hear it every Saturday evening at 6. That's right. Right after the vinyl hour. Which is kind of fitting because both shows at Butterfield Stage start at 6 p.m. There you go. Moving on, tomorrow night, the Gravel Bar in Eureka Springs is going to have songwriter Jonathan Jones in the house. In the good, in the bad, it's the only road you drive, it's the sins. underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night again that's at the gravel bar in Eureka Springs okay jumping ahead to Saturday Crystal Bridges in Bentonville continuing their forest concert series this week they are featuring Big Piff and Tomorrow Maybe I'm feeling some type of way I've been feeling foolish knowing that you is on my mind I'm going through it I'm feeling some type of way I've been feeling foolish, foolish when I spend time with you, hoping that our lives don't get confused, knowing that our time ain't much is true, and you say what it will or won't be. You know, I talked to Big Piff a couple of months ago, and I just yeah. absolutely adore him. I know he's one of your favorites. Yeah. Tickets, as it's part of the Force Concert Series, started around $20. Starts at about 7 o'clock Saturday night, again at Crystal Bridges in Bentonville. Also happening in Bentonville Saturday night, Meteor Guitar Gallery is going to have a Led Zeppelin tribute band in the house. What are they called? I, I don't know. Oh, I always like it because it seems more than yeah. any other tribute band genre, the Led Zeppelin tribute bands always have a good pun in yeah, their Yeah, I know. I've seen Zoso as one. I've seen Houses of the Holy as one. Dread Zeppelin, which is yeah. the reggae-based one. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, tickets start at $15 in advance. They go up to $20 at the door. Gets underway at 8.30 Saturday night, again, at the Meteor in Bentonville. Do you think there's anywhere, anywhere, someone named Fred Zeppelin? (laughs) (laughs) And if so, the poor guy. I would hope that would be the case if it's a one-man band Led Zeppelin tribute. Absolutely. I mean, I would be all for that. Life goals. Okay. Moving on. The Gravel Bar over in Eureka Springs Saturday night is welcoming back the rock and roll band Magnolia Brown. Yep. Like the 
gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Again, that's at the Gravel Bar in Eureka Springs. If you did lullaby versions, bed Zeppelin. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> Moving on. Got a whole brewing in Eureka Springs Saturday night. He's going to have the bluegrass band get in the truck in the house. All right. Gets underway at about 6 o'clock Saturday. Again, that's at Gotta Hold Brewing in Eureka Springs. Then down in Winslow Saturday night, Ozark Folkways is going to have Still on the Hill on their stage. Yeah. Reveal to cabin walls Hold down the fabric falls Round bird and human form A nest to keep us warm going to be a retrospective concert covering most of their I mean, career. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they're asking for $10 at the door at that show. Gets underway at 6 o'clock Saturday evening again at Ozark Folkways in Winslow. Sunday. Next concert in the Mountain Street Stage Series at Fable Public Library featuring the Dead Horse Mountain Band. Yeah. I waited till I saw the sun They're going to be at Gully Park, I think, this summer, too. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Maybe next week, maybe yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. That starts at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Again, that's at Fable Public Library. Free. Admission is free. Moving on. Coming up Wednesday, Georgia's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville, they're going to have songwriter Matt Hecklin in the house. Don't leave me hanging from the willow tree. Honey, cut me down. Gets underway at 6 o'clock Wednesday. Again, that's at George's in Fayetteville. One of the rare times the heckler will be on stage. Hmm. I'm sorry. I don't know what's <laughs> You're my on problem. fire today. Yeah, Kyle. well, I'm something. Then Thursday night, George's in Fayetteville is going to have kind of a heavy rock and roll show featuring the band Vanful of Nuns. I lean in the kiss and then with a whisper, I say, God, I am yours. Our love's getting stronger, but not any younger. I love it too. Yeah. Uh, tickets are $15 in advance. Go up to $20 at the door. Starts at about 8.30 next Thursday. Again, that's at George's in Fayetteville. It's a pretty good week. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you. I'm Maria Hinojosa. This week on Latino USA, the story of a man who launched a little-known investigation to stop abuses by law enforcement on the U.S.-Mexico border. The kicker? It was 101 years ago. The attorneys create this narrative. Anglos are being murdered in mass by Mexicans, which is not accurate. That's this week on Latino USA. Latino USA, Sunday afternoon, beginning at 3 on 91.3. KUAF. Music Moves, a nonprofit based in Northwest Arkansas that promotes black art and culture, is a catalyst for many things musical. Music Moves, a primary force behind this month's Juneteenth celebration in downtown Springdale. 
And Music Moves always a driving force behind events like the Black Music Expo. The organization also presents performances all over the region, from Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art in Bentonville to the Rail Yard in Rogers and beyond. But Music Moves hasn't had a permanent venue to present music. That changes next week with the grand opening of the Music Depot in downtown Rogers. Yesterday, Reggie James, the president of Music Moves, and Anthony Ball, the vice president, came to the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio to get us ready for the opening. We announced the, the date on, uh, on, our, on our Instagrams, uh, and one of the bands that's been coming up here for the last uh, several years with us, they've turned into supporters, like the Hamiltons. Uh, this is a band, they, they used to be uh, background singers for Anthony Hamilton, Grammy Award winning soul singer. Damn. But uh, they reached out and they was like, man, we're super excited for the organization. We love what y'all do. We want to come and be a part of the grand opening. And I was like, man, I can't afford you guys in this room. Uh, and they was like, we're going to make it to where you can. We want to support you guys and bless you guys. So it was it was a, it was an amazing uh, gesture from, from them. But I'm really, really excited uh, about the debut, you know. You mentioned the room. So this is a former jewelry store, correct? Yes. So yes. what is the room like visually and acoustically? So when you when you come into it, it well, we got to kind of go all the way back. So first, it was a theater. It's actually the first theater that was in Rogers. This like is, a movie? Yes, okay. movie theater, right. the very first one. And so when you come in, there's a step down. And then the jeweler had a lot of showcasing and stuff. So it's a it's a good, cool space. The acoustic-wise, sound doesn't have far to travel, so it'll be really, really tight and really nice in there for, for everybody. I think, I think everybody's going to enjoy coming out. You've got a schedule set up. I mean, it's not just grand opening. You're, you're looking in months ahead. Yeah. When, when, when we came out, we, we wanted to definitely uh, kind of give people, because they had never seen this space before. So I'm always a big fan of just like putting a lot of information out there to let people kind of form a picture in their head before they see the room. So, yeah, we, we want to put out and let people know that we got a lot of great, great artists that's coming locally and from all over the country as well, too. Yeah, you've got uh, Divas on Fire. Yeah. Um, gosh, a lot of uh, local um, um, bands. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll have Brickfields. We'll yeah. have Divas on Fire. Um, we have, you know, even great uh, groups from Little Rock, Rodney Block, his jazz band. They're coming down. Um, we, we have... Uh, Jeremy Thomas Trio from Oklahoma City. Yes, he, he played, Oregon Trio. Yeah, yeah. he played with uh, Joey DeFrancesco. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, so he's, it, a, he's a big heavy hitter as well, too. We got some uh, some Kansas City jazz cats coming through. We got some Mississippi and Chicago blues, blues bands that's coming yeah. uh, as well, too. These are all connections we've made over the years that we've wanted to bring them, but this is the, the, the right time and the right room for it. I know the two of you and, and, and your intimate circle, anxious, eager for this to happen, but there are a lot of people who live here who've been looking for a venue like this. Yeah. No, we, we, we've heard that, Kyle. Honestly, <laughs> we, we have heard that uh, over the past, I don't even know how many years, but I, I've been here off and on since 1992, and there, there are great venues that are here, but none that are specifically focused on you know, black music. Right. And so with this venue, man, we'll be able to just facilitate, uh, I think, for Northwest Arkansas, for our community, something that, that people have been wanting for a long time. How many does it seat? What, 
Because it, it sounds like it's about one ten, which is kind of a perfect size, right? I mean, I know that will limit on some of the bands you can afford, but mm-hmm. it's an intimate enough. It, that's what we're hoping for. That's exactly what we're hoping for. We we're not coming to compete with anybody. We just want to offer a space that's you know that's not there. And so we got other great venues, and even in that area, right? right? You got Rail Yard. You got uh, the is it the Victorian Theater mm-hmm. that'll be yeah. online. You know, yeah. and it does like four or five hundred. But just for the rooms, that's you know, local artists are able to come, but also. You can get mid mid major people in there, and honestly, you can get in there whoever you want. It just depends. Everybody right. wants to pay the right. ticket amount right. to get in there, right? <laughs> so, no, nah, but we wanted to offer this space to Northwest Arkansas so that we would have that for our community specifically. And on, on a level, we want this to be an incubator as well, too. Uh, so that lends itself towards all the education pieces, uh, components that we have. We'll we'll we we we're talking about having show bands from high schools come ah. and perform. We're talking about having jazz. And jam and, and blues nights for uh, you know upcoming musicians to come. I, I I get so many calls from up and coming musicians and singers and artists or just people that's moved to the area. Like how do I get connected with Northwest Arkansas? So we're hoping we can kind of stand in that gap and be an education uh, center as well. You know we're 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 not just a music venue. We're an education center uh, as well. We'll have artist residencies. We'll have workshops and clinics as well, too. We want to build the music community in Northwest Arkansas. You know, young people will be coming to us now, and we've been going out to the schools to, to do our normal music uh, presentation, uh, black music and art, but now they'll be able to come to that space. And so that's something that's near and dear and special to us. That's That'll be the majority of the time that'll be spent mm-hmm. there throughout the day. So, it'll, you know, it'll just be like I guess uh, Jazz St. Louis is a, a yeah. kind of a prototype that we we went, we were able to visit. Uh, Anthony was able to get us behind the scenes there. And so we were able to see, like, okay, how the magic works. We had an idea of what we wanted, but to actually see it work yeah. and now to be able to come back and implement. And they've told us that we can use them as a resource anytime. Man, it's, it's, it's exciting right now. Let's see. So the July 7th grand opening, and I think from there you're just off. And running. Oh yeah, we're and off. Running. Yeah. So the the first July, uh, we're st- we're we're wrapping up. Uh, we'll be doing Fridays and Saturdays, every Friday and Saturday. Um, we're we're we're. We, we want to be consistent, so it's going to be every Friday, Saturday. Uh, July, we're going to add on our Thursday nights. Uh, we actually, uh, we, we, we've we always uh, talked about putting a live karaoke band together. So uh, on Thursday nights, we'll have a live karaoke programming. Uh, that's a fun thing, but it's also another, uh, another layer of the educational side of people getting on stage and cutting their teeth with a professional band uh, and maybe performing their favorite song or whatever. So so uh, in 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 August we'll be adding jazz nights, uh, you know, on Sunday nights. So and this is for all for all ages uh, as well too. One of the things uh, Reggie mentioned, Jazz St. Louis. This is an art, a jazz. Um, a jazz and cultural organization in St. Louis. They uh, they had a open uh, age. Uh, all age jazz jam, and there were world class musicians that I look up to, and there were there were kids that just started thirteen, fourteen years you know, old, just started lessons with the some of these students, stage. some of these teachers. Yeah, wow. so it was it was such great synergy, uh, you know. So we want to kind of bring that 
bring that and, and put that in the DNA of Northwest Arkansas uh, to keep bringing each other along, you know, on the artist side. All right. I have two questions of concern for the two of you. One, you're already doing so much. Mm-hmm. You're in schools. You're performing. You're recording. Have you had an honest conversation about how you're going to wrap this to and, and stay sane and healthy? <laughs> uh, now, if you leave it up to Anthony, we'll do it by ourselves. That's <laughs> off the record. But, no, we will be hiring. We've okay. already started. We've already okay. started hiring. We've already started hiring some more people, some, some very, very, very creative people to help us to be able to facilitate. Because rest this, is this, important. This next, yes, this yeah. next leg so okay. that we can stay, so we can, like you say, stay fresh and stay engaged and kind of and keep moving forward and not experience the burnout. So now Kyle, I'm we, going on we, vacation we next in. month. So, okay. Yeah, we're we're, okay. we're going to unplug some. But I'm I'm excited to introduce a lot of our uh, a lot of our staff and team that's that's coming up here yeah. in the next couple of months as well too. All right, one other question of concern for you and other musicians, you know, we're about to get to days where it's going to be around 100 degrees. It's yes. summer. There are outdoor venues like Gully Park. Yes. What do you do to make sure when you're on an outdoor stage, that you stay. Thank you so much for asking that question. Yes. Uh, yes. I have been, um, you know, in my position, I, I manage a lot of bands. I book a lot of stages. Uh, Brian Crown and I, we we have a lot of, I, I lean on him and kind of look to him as a mentor in, in some sense as well, too. We're advocating for all the musicians and even because it can't be all on all on musicians as well too, the clients as well that's putting on these shows. Please cover these stages up. There's a lot of stages um, that are open to direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we put in our contracts. Um, if it's over 95 degrees, we need to cover the stage. We need to provide fans, additional fans. We need to stay hydrated and provide waters and towels for the musicians. Uh, these are these are small things you can put in place, uh, and it doesn't take a lot of time to do that as well, too. So please, all the musicians, please advocate for yourselves, the, uh, the, the, the promoters and the clients. Uh, look out for the attendees and the musicians. Yeah. Thank you, City of Fairville, for even for caring yeah. uh, honestly because you know how it goes Kyle some yeah. of these arenas people don't care but they do care and, and they're concerned and about not just the musicians but about the, the constituents and the people that right. are coming right. out to those events So and people don't know it, it, they, they don't know uh, like we're still a relatively new area uh, and 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 you're you're having people that maybe have you know a degree in science and <laughs> not music people right. or events people at all, and that's more than fine. Uh, but yes, it's vital, vital that we take care of each other. Uh, we love outdoors in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, we started talking about safety as as far as outdoor. Because I I I have two little ones. I love having family friendly shows, but for us to continue that, we have to look at the safety side. Good news is Music Depot inside. Yep. We are indoors. That's <laughs> <laughs> rain, slow, snow, sleet, sun. Yep. And honestly, Kyle, that, the, the, the most exciting part, because we do do a lot of things in Northwest Arkansas, and we don't want to take away from those things. But this, this honestly, it anchors us in a, in a space as well, too. Uh, you know, I've always jokingly said that we're nomads in Northwest Arkansas, and we go from place to place. Now we have a space where people can find us, because there's still a lot of people that don't know about the work that we do. It's difficult when you bounce around. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about being in downtown Rogers and all the things that they're doing with the rail yard and the Victorian Theater and so many other spaces as well, too. People can find out more? 
www.musicdepotnwa.com. That's up right now. Tickets are on sale. They're going. Get your tickets early. Yes. Uh, they will. Those these shows will sell out uh, really quickly. Uh, but I'm so excited for everybody to be able to see this space. Never a bad thing for a venue to have more people wanting to see the show than you have no, tickets. That is not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both for your time. Man, Thank you so much, again, Kyle. Kyle, for what you do for the community, man. We really appreciate it. Reggie James and Anthony Ball are the president and vice president of Music Moves. The organization's new music venue, the Music Depot, will have its grand opening July 7th. They spoke with Kyle at the Carver Center for Public Radio yesterday. When news happens in Sudan... For thousands of Sudanese people here, ordinary life has been destroyed... Or, put on hold. or in London. Today the crown passes, as it has done for more than a thousand years, to our new monarch, our new head of state, His Majesty King Charles III. It doesn't stay there. News from around the world impacts our community. There's this outsized role that Russia and Ukraine play in the world's food supply. Together, they provide a third of the world's wheat. And NPR and KUAF are committed to bringing you the news and context from around the world that you need. But we can't do it without you. So please, make a gift during the month of June to keep NPR alive here and everywhere. Go to supportkuaf.com. And thanks. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Timothy Dennis. I'm Kyle Kellams. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. KUAF's fiscal year mm-hmm. runs from July 1 through June 30. Right, which is tomorrow, actually, right? Tomorrow is July thir- uh, June 30, and that means our fiscal year is ending. And what we do at the end of these years, we take stock of what we've done uh, financially the previous 364 days, mm-hmm. or 11 months when we start June, right. and we see what we need to know that we'll be starting the next fiscal year in great shape. Right. And this month, we've had a goal of $50,000. Which coincides with our 50th anniversary of going on the air. Nice happenstance yes. there. Uh, we're, last time I checked, we were less than $4,000 away from hitting that goal. Right. I know that that was sometime yesterday. So I'm sure more money's come in since then. Right. Uh, but that means we're going to hit that $50,000 goal. Because right. we've got the rest of today... And tomorrow. Correct, correct. And that's great news because once we hit that goal, that means that we can start the new fiscal year on sound territory. We can pay for the programs that we all know and love and enjoy and rely on every single day. And we can get ready for the next fundraiser in a few months. That's right. I mean, that's how public radio works. Yeah. Uh, because so much of our budget, more than three-fourths, comes from you and local businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's why we you know, urge you, if you use KUAF, to contribute, and we make it incredibly easy. Right. All you have to do is go to supportkuaf.com, think about how much you listen, look at your budget, and we give you several options on how you can pay. You can pay with a credit or debit card. You can pay with a bank draft. Uh, if you're a U of A employee, you can even do payroll deduct. That's what I do. That's it what makes I do. It easy. I don't even have to think about it. I don't think about it. And then, you know, once you've made that contribution, you can rest easy knowing that you have paid for your public radio station to bring you the programming that is so vital and valuable to you as you go about your day. Support KUAF.com. And from all of us who work here and your fellow listeners who've contributed, thank you very much. This is 
Ozarks at Large. There's about a month left for you to take in Diego Rivera's America at Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art. Tomorrow night, the museum will host a concert in honor of Rivera's work. I paint what I see. It's in collaboration with the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. The concert takes its title from a quote famously attributed to the artist, and the concert's musical curator and conductor, Felipe Tristan, is gleaning inspiration from the art in the Rivera exhibit. As I went deep into the um, exhibition itself, uh, digitally anyway, uh, I, you know, it became clear to me what composers we should feature and then we drew a narrative line so to speak uh, in which we connect composers from the past from latin america and mexico specifically with composers from today he says featuring music of legendary and contemporary composers with mexican and latin american ties fits nicely with Rivera's work inspired by both Mexico and the United States. The concert will include work by Carlos Chavez, the founder of the Mexican Symphonic Orchestra. Selections from La Hija de Colquide, which is a ballet, um, one of the ballets that he wrote. And so we will hear three movements from that selection, uh, from that ballet, La Hija de Colquide, or The Daughter of Colchis, which is um, inspired in Greek mythology but with a, with a nationalist flavor and avant-garde flavor. So it's quite a, a, a unique, a very interesting work. Chavez was a friend and collaborator with Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo, the artist married to Rivera for 10 years. Carlos Chavez's great-granddaughter, Hannah, says she's planning to be at tomorrow night's concert. And he used to think that all the exhibitions should have a concert together with the exhibitions. So we are so happy that this is happening now, again. In fact, Hannah says tomorrow night's concert with Felipe Tristan conducting Sona is something of a full-circle musical opportunity. You know, in, 19, in the 1930s, in the, at the MoMA in New York, there was a very big exhibition of Mexican art. And Diego Rivera, of course, was there, and there were a lot of other painters. And my uh, Carlos Chavez curated, uh, curated a concert, exactly like Felipe is doing right now. So he commissioned pieces from Moncayo and Revueltas, and he had another composer from the past, so he's doing the same thing. The program tomorrow night in the Great Hall at Crystal Bridges will also incorporate music of three living composers, including Gabriela Ortiz. A piece called La Calaca, or The Skull, uh, mm -hmm. from a larger work called Altar de Muertos. Uh, and so that piece is also very interesting, but it has a particular difficulty in that has a lot of meter changes. That the rhythm um, is, you know, a, a quintessential element in Latin American music, rhythm. And this piece is proof of that. It's really uh, intense in terms of tempo changes, uh, rhythm, and multimeter. Uh, a, a fun challenge for, for musicians.
Tomorrow night's concert, I Paint What I See, honoring the art of Diego Rivera, will be at Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art. It's scheduled to begin at 7 p.m. Much more information at crystalbridges.org. This is Ozarks at Large. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. This week, we have an extra special show for you. We'll be profiling Stone County, Arkansas's most famous native son, Jimmy Driftwood, with a lot of songs and stories from Arkansas's folk icon. We'll hear from folklorist Brooks Blevins on the history of the Ozark Folk Center and its founder, Jimmy Driftwood, this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Ozark Highlands Radio this Saturday at 6 o'clock on KUAF 91.3 FM, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and St. Paul. KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Contributors today included Jacqueline Froelich and Anna Pope. Daniel Carruth provided the information about the recent European trade mission conducted by Arkansas officials. Timothy put the show together inside the Harold and Blanchcock News Studio at the Carver Center for Public Radio. I'm Kyle Kellams. I'm Timothy Dennis. Thank you so much for spending part of your Thursday with us. Please be well. And if you go outside, please, please, please stay cool and hydrated. Walmart Amp presents a fireworks spectacular Tuesday, July 4th. This family-friendly experience features a blend of patriotic and contemporary music by the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas with a grand finale fireworks display. Gates open at 7 p.m., concert at 8 p.m., and fireworks begin at 9.15 amptickets.com for information. Opera in the Ozarks presents its 72nd summer season now through July 21st with 22 performances at Inspiration Point in Eureka Springs, plus special events in Fayetteville and beyond. Featuring 40 premier vocalists from across the nation, this year's operas include Elixir of Love, The Tender Land, and Orpheus in the Underworld. Tickets and season schedule at opera.org. Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art presents Diego Rivera's America, the first major exhibition focused solely on the Mexican artist in over 20 years. It features his works, digital projections of his murals, and three major paintings by Frida Kahlo. On view now through July 31st. Tickets at crystalbridges.org.